All right, all right. Welcome to the Give Me Bacon podcast. My name is Andy. Hi, I'm Jarlo. Back on. How's it going? Yes. And with that enthusiastic and energetic greeting, we are going to get into today's show, which is about the cardios. That's why we're so enthusiastic. We are enthusiastic about cardio. (laughs) (laughs) So cardio is, you know, I think it's a topic that it's interesting because it's been a central topic of the fitness world for as long as there has been such a thing. Right. Uh, It's been like the note has been considered the number one component of fitness. It's been considered uh, in some circles. It's been considered the number one thing that'll make you lose your gains. It's been important. It's been something you shouldn't worry about. Uh, However, it is the thing that has probably the most research attached to it. And in addition to being a really, really um, vague way of describing an entire mode or outcome of exercise, it is also related to the fact that our cardiovascular system in our bodies happens to be pretty important. Um, And uh, in the U.S. especially, uh, heart disease is one of the leading causes of death. So having a healthy cardio system is important for life and longevity. And so that's something that we also have to weigh alongside all of the fitness implications of this. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Just, just what you described, like, why is it so controversial? Why are there differing opinions? And it really comes down to what that person is saying about it. Like the person making the statement has their own priorities. So if you're someone saying, oh, I don't do cardio because I don't want to lose my muscular gains, right there, they've uh, outlined their priority, which is, you know, looking muscular or or being muscular or being strong versus someone else who says, oh, this is the most important thing. And either, and so you have to ask, why are they saying it's the most important thing? If they're a physician or an epidemiologist, they're probably saying that because of overall health. And that's uh, the morbidity and mortality things of, of high blood pressure, cardiac disease, and actual death. So, yes, that's the most important thing for them. Actual you know? death is, Actu- I mean, it should be something you are hedging against in your fitness program. Right. And um, they're not worried about you losing maybe that half a pound of muscle because you decided to walk for half an hour. Right. So, that's the, that's the most important thing, I think, when discussing like you said, a very vague nebulous term of cardio or cardiovascular training or conditioning, all of those that can mean so many different things to so many different people. So unless you're talking about the same thing and realizing that you're either talking about the same thing or not talking about the same thing, then any discussion is just not going to go well. Right. And it's something that we've talked about before at GMB. Uh, We, we did another podcast with Ryan and I before, uh, with the extremely, um, extremely uh, like non-confrontational title of cardio is stupid, uh, which was based on the idea of well, why are you doing it? And if your goals are you know A, B, or C, then maybe cardio doesn't need to be your priority. Right. We've right. also that- written an article that goes into a lot more depth on. Uh, different kinds of cardio training and how we approach it in GMB because we do actually include it in some of our programs. And I mean, well, and I say include it. I mean, you can't 
you can't do anything physical without including your your cardiovascular that's system. exactly no. right like now everyone is you know there's the old trope about okay what is aerobic versus what is not aerobic well if you're breathing it's it's aerobic right if you are existing as you are right now and talking then you are doing an aerobic activity <laughs> yes so it's specificity yeah you know, cardio is stupid if you want to uh build muscle right or something like that you know, right i don't know I, all these things to me and that's why i'm like it's it's even hard to, for me to talk about a lot of this thing because it's just something i'm like not interested in like i'm not interested in uh that whole th remember uh arnold schwarzenegger's whole thing you want to build muscle right you don't don't uh run when you can walk don't walk when right. you can sit down don't sit down if you can lie down right yep like those are the priorities and so, yeah, I, I was like that, like in my teens and maybe twenties, but then after a while you're like, man, really? <laughs> you know, and then you know, I turned 45 this year. I'm like, that's not, that's not it. Strength <laughs> is important. Yeah. Strength is important, but also, you know, being able to get up and down and do all that stuff. But, you know, I want to be able to do other stuff and not, you know, just think about, Oh, look at my biceps. They're shrinking away. They're not really. <laughs> <laughs> They're just withering on the vine there. They're withering on the vine. So, so let's maybe start with uh, establishing, establishing well, what are the primary reasons for someone when they, they say someone asks, well, what about my cardio? What about my conditioning? And so, you know, what we're talking about primarily or just now is the, the general health idea, right? Is this going to help me live better? Is it going to help me live longer? Straight up epidemiological studies. And yes, uh, yes, it is. Of course. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the specifics of that later. And really that, and I think you alluded to it too before, is like, it's actually a lot less than you think you need, especially yes. if you are doing other things, especially if you're making yourself move around. You know, and then the second thing uh, is the whole losing weight, you know, or losing fat. You know, that's another big reason why people are like, oh, I got to get my cardio on or I got to get my conditioning on. And there's a lot of things with that. You know, mainly it's probably not the best thing for you to do or not the priority thing for you to do. Not the most about. important thing. Right. And we can talk about that. And then the last thing is uh, uh, what more, more, more of the fitnessy thing is uh, the, the fitness priority of cardio is uh, athletic performance or getting better at uh, your sport or getting better at your recreational activity or, you know, whatever you decide uh, to do. Or maybe people are even even decide that their priority is to get better at exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, you know, that falls under the realm of athletic performance. So I think it's those three things. And I, I think it's hard to argue against those three things because what else is there? Why else would you want to do the cardio for? Maybe you like I, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's possibilities like you like it or uh, because you feel like, you know, some sort of a, uh, Puritan ethic thing where you feel like you should, or right. someone told you to. I mean, there's there's lots of reasons, but in terms of actually solid, logical reasons to do a thing, or you know why someone might be telling you to do something like this, those I think are really the main ones for cardio. You don't see right. a lot of people that are like, I'm doing cardio so that I can, I don't know, I'd, right? You, there you, isn't anything else, right? I don't even know. <laughs> And you could do it just because you like it or, you know, another, I think even for me, like when I was running a lot, I like, because I could listen to the music 
uninterrupted for an hour. That's actually pretty good. Like, <laughs> right. I thought that was pretty funny. That's a good reason. Uh, or yeah. people like to do their books or read, you know, audiobooks. But yeah, again, it's, it's mostly going to be, you're doing it for your health. You're doing it to, uh, and that's why we distinguish that though, because losing weight and doing all these things, maybe it's not necessarily for your health. Maybe you think it's because you want to look better or you feel better. Right. Right. So there, there is a distinction there, even though people can argue it's the same. And then the same thing with uh, performance benefits, because there's right. a difference between being uh, doing really well in a performance activity and being healthy. And right. I think people need so, to understand that too. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, cardio in terms of you know, just basically what, what does this mean? How are we defining it? Uh, like we've had questions like, you know, how legit is it to estimate VO2 max, uh, you know, versus, you know, sex, age, body weight, BMI, how do all these things fit together? Do they matter uh, for most people? What, what is all this stuff? Right. Well, let's, uh, we can frame that in, into uh, that will be a couple of categories, right? The VO2 max thing is, is, is athletic performance and then health, you know, general health. For general health, absolutely doesn't matter. Absolutely doesn't. Because VO2 max is just the measure of how, and uh, there's a lot of other people that talk about this much better than we can, but VO2 max is just simply a, a measure of, you know, your oxygen out, input, output, you know, mm-hmm. at, and exertion. But really it's a matter of how much you can endure Right. And, that, you know, this is from uh, Enduro is a good book by uh, Alex Hutchinson that I just read a few months ago. But that it just comes down to that because the test, right, the test is a, you know, a treadmill test. And you're going to do better if you can switch off your pain receptor yep. and just go as hard as you can. That's the test for VO2 max. So the question on Facebook by uh, who was it? Uh, who said it? Um, uh, Dave Tran. Dave Tran is like, is it legit? And yes. Like the running the mile as, as, as much as you can, is, it is legit because it can, if you can do it, right, <laughs> your VO2 max is high. Uh, the, the standard test used to be Cooper test, which was 12 minutes, and uh, it, it actually correlated really well uh, with the distance you can run in 12 minutes, and they, they did uh, standards against you know, different age groups and things. Uh, it actually underestimates it. It's a better test is six minutes, like how fast you, how fast you can run in six minutes. And, uh, you know, for some people, it's a mile and some people it's whatever and, and all the, and how fast you can run, how far you can run uh, in six minutes uh, in the time. Uh, for general health, it's just not uh, a number that is necessary. Uh, right. And so this is the thing where you see all these people trying to, you know, and a lot of it is marketing, but a lot of people trying to sound like they are experts in various things and throwing, you know, terminology at you that really is not applicable to somebody whose job is not athletic performance. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. You don't need to worry about your VO2 max unless you are really working and competing in a high level where you have to overcome uh, right. the limits of your endurance. Right. Uh, and that's not something that most of us really have to do. Endurance and stamina for most people in our daily lives, and I'm using these kind of interchangeably here, really just means can you carry some groceries up a flight of stairs without being out of breath? Right, right? exactly. Most of us don't have tasks that are more taxing than that. That's right. And, and so if you're going to have any kind of uh, number for that six-minute or that 12-minute test is can you even run for six minutes? Yeah. Can you do Can it? Can you run for six minutes? Can you run for six minutes? And, and right. the number, it's, it's, it's a binary. It's like yes or no. Yep. And if you can, it's actually really good. You're above that, that percentile. 
Uh, and even, and, you know, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but, you know, since Dave asked, even the, the VO2 max for performance, that's controversial too. Uh, Steve Magnus, who did uh, Science of Running, and it was a book a few years ago, he and a lot of other people, they argue it doesn't matter. Like, the, you know, yes, there's a correlation between people that have high VO2 max and how well they do in endurance things. It's just genetics. It's just the way it is. But there's people that outperform their VO2 max all the time. They, yeah. fo- they just, you know, you look at their numbers like this guy shouldn't be able to do it because his VO2 max is this, but, or, or this woman can't do it because of that, but they outperform it. So it's, it's don't let that limit you. You know, uh, right. if you do want to improve it, you know, there, there's a, it, it does come down to what you can endure. And, you know, one of the things, you know, in this specific question, he asked, well, I don't like running longer. You know, I only like to run one or two miles. And well, yes, the, one of the really good things that came out with a lot of research is it's yes, you can run as fast as you can for six minutes and that's your VO two max, but that's really shitty to try and do like three times a week. Man. You're just going to kill yourself. Right. So that's where they come with, came up with intervals. So if you yep. at least, uh, I forget the, the woman's name, the researcher's <laughs> name, but she figured it out if you have, you run at your velocity of VO two max, right? If you did their time trial and, and you figure out that you're running at a eight minute per mile pace, well, if you do that 30 seconds at a time, then jog or rest another 30 seconds and do that for a total of six minutes, then you're going to improve. It's just how long can you, how much uh, volume can you accumulate at, at that pace? You know, these right. things are really kind of specific and really, you know, really into these things where, yes, why are people arguing? It's because of these performance things. But again, like right. I'm saying, that, that doesn't fit for 80% of the population. It just doesn't. And this is why it's really important to understand. Uh, we, we've hit on this a, a lot of different times before, but what are you comparing yourself to? This is very, very important. Um, you know, everyone wants to say, you know, you got to be the best. Well, right. right you think about it, we can't all be the best. I'm sorry, that's just how it is. Then you mm-hmm. got it, well, you should at least aim to be above average. Well, you can't, it, you can't everyone have, everyone have be above average. It's just like, that's not how math works. <laughs> and so we have this Instagram post that's, you know, like says, on average, most people are going to be mediocre at most things. And right. we get so many people saying, I can't believe you would say that. How demotivating. You should be encouraging people to do better. Like, no, it's just math, dude. It right. is only right. math. So that's just how it is. Let's say everyone in the global population increased their athletic capacity by 20%. You know what that bell curve would look like? Exactly the same. The same. Right. You would be the same. Because we would exactly the same and the people at the top of the bell curve the people we considered athletes the people we considered strong their performance would also increase right it's just how it happens right you just simply cannot compare yourself to someone else right and and there's even the thing where like well okay so i'm only going to compare myself to myself well that doesn't mean anything either what (laughs) what does that really mean like okay you're you're still improving um like I have my example, like, you know, I think we, I talked to you about this before. Like, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to improve my conditioning. I improve my running. Cause it was, it's always been not the best. Like I was right. always strong. I was always flexible. I could always do my stuff, but like my mile time was shit. Like my two miles, like I could do it. I could run. So I, I put my, I put the effort in. I did it. I did a few months and I did good. And I got slightly above average. And I was stoked because I went from slightly below average to slightly above. 
right? Mm. But I was still, you know, a high school, a 13 year old boy who could beat me and, you know, could beat me <laughs> for real, right? Not even yep. like, and he wouldn't even be a state champion, right? right? But, but so what? Did I get down myself or like, oh, and I, but I also can't be like, oh, I'm better than I was before. Well, of course I'm better than I was before. I actually did stuff. Right. Right. And we talked about this, like, I, I, unless I go and, and make myself, make myself, unless I go and do things, I don't even do like a thousand steps a day because I work from home. You know, we're, we're in meetings. We do stuff. I write. I like to read. You know, yep. shoot me. I like to sit down and read. Reading is not one of those activities that really gets your heart rate up. Right. So <laughs> I, I go and I do, uh, I, I like today, I, I go, I, my new thing is uh, I'll just go walk for an hour, which is great because the weather's great. Or I'll exercise for an hour or I'll train for two hours. You know, see that that's funny too, right? Because I differentiate walking, exercise and training. Like, mm-hmm. I don't consider my, my martial arts training and my other stuff exercise. I like yeah. it, like straight up like it. And so these are the things that I think we need to talk about. Like why are the, the government's physical activity guidelines, like everyone, all these hardcore fitnessers are like 150 minutes a week. Ugh, I do that every day. Like, man, they, they're not talking about you. They're right. not talking about you, man. Well, they're you have to understand that most people in the fitness industry, and this is not true of everyone, of course, but most of them are ex-athletes. Right. What they're doing as fitness coaches is actually less activity than they have ever done in their lives. Right. So and that's they are already, that's right. They're already biased, whether they know yes. it or not. And, and luckily and thankfully, a lot of the really good ones realize that. They do. They realize that. And so they, when they have right programs or they train their clients, they know that. And they know that, oh, this person, like, I'm not going to be able to progress them the way I want to progress myself because it doesn't matter. If they're doing their work, if they're doing their 30 minutes a day, 30 to 60 minutes a day, they're stopping themselves from having high blood pressure. They're, st- they're reversing diabetic complications. They're getting uh, less appearance of heart attack. And that's what cardio is for, really. It, right. It makes your life better by uh, uh, decreasing your chance of disease and fully decreasing your chances of early death. Yeah. Right. And that's why you don't need to run a marathon or train to do a marathon or train to do an off course race unless you really want to do that. Unless you and just so, want to. Yeah. VO2 yeah. max doesn't. And that's why, why I say, oh, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't. It, it's more important for, for this person to decide to do something for a half an hour to 60 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Right. And if you do see uh, a fitness expert, uh, online saying, oh, 150 minutes a week, that's nothing, then I think what you should really do is ask them uh, how much free personal training you can get. Right. If they're willing, if 150 minutes a week is nothing, they should be willing to give you that training for free, right? right. Or maybe 10 or 15 bucks, right? But most of these people charge, what, $75 an hour or something like that or right. more, $150 exactly. an hour. Well, then don't say it's nothing because it's obviously valuable to your clients. Right. And that's why you have to make the distinction between general health and, and this sort of athletic performance thing. When they're talking about athletic performance, then yes, actually, yes, it is relatively nothing. It mm-hmm. is. It is. You have to do more to get to uh, a certain level. But that's not uh, – you have to ask yourself what it is. Uh, I think I told you last time we, you know, we tried to record this about my friend who went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, 
straight up told him, you're going to have a heart attack within five years unless you start doing something. That's the people where cardio is the most important thing to do right there. Yeah. You know, we can't be any more clear than that. The doctor just like straight up looked at him. You know, no bullshit. You're going to die. So get going now. Mm -hmm. Right. So don't listen to other people than, <laughs> right. Than that. And yeah, that's for real. That's the real stuff. And, you know, on the flip side of that, so I went and got a routine physical uh, last week too. And I went, you know, got the blood drawn, did the thing, got measured every, you know, every which way. And, you know, the doctor comes in, he's like, you know, here's your chest x-ray, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I can look at you and tell you that you're fine. You know, <laughs> and he basically says like, like looking at you, you're fine. You're, you're over 40 years old. You're not overweight. You have no problem bending over and picking things up off the floor. You know, you look fine. You're fine. I'm going to wait for the blood, to, the blood work to get back. But you're, you're, you know, he's like, your blood pressure's fine. You're fine. Compared to, <laughs> if you're a physician, and this is where you were talking about stats and like national averages and recommendations come in. If you're a physician, you see maybe a hundred patients for, uh, you know, physicals every week, you don't need to really see the numbers and compare them against like a BMI average or anything to right. know when somebody's in bad shape. You already right. know what average is. And then you can look at people and you can tell what problems they have. You can listen to them wheezing and know that they have trouble breathing. Right. You know, exactly. and so for most people there's, yes, if you're athletic and if your goals are athletic, then you need to compare yourself against that or, or at least measure yourself against improving towards that. But at the same time too, if your doctor is not telling you you're in danger, if, you, if right. you look better than most people around you, if you feel good, then it's important to understand that you probably don't need to be worried about fixing broken things with your body if nothing is broken. That's exactly it's not it. saying don't try to get better. That's not right. what we're saying. Right. But you should not be trying to, you should not be worried about, do I need to add this? Do I need to add this? Am I okay? Is my VO2 max going to be all right? If you're walking around and doing the activities that you like fine without pain and feeling good about yourself, you are okay at right. eight. Exactly. Everything else is gravy now. That's exactly it. Um, so uh, another question from, from the Alpha Post, Sandy York, she asked, yeah. you know, what's the, this, this exactly what it is. It's like, how do you find the Goldilocks amount of intensity for heart health? And really, if you're asking that and you're already doing things, you're already there. Um, yeah. uh, we talked about, uh, you know, this 10,000 step thing, right? The, you know, this 10, everyone get your 10,000 steps. And, you know, that's you know, where that come from, right? From yeah, Japan. It's because, yeah, it's the, uh, the odometer was invented in Japan. They called it a mampoke. And that basically, it, it's four syllables. It sounds nice to the Japanese ear, mampoke. And... <laughs> Uh, also, the character for Mon looks like legs walking. So the guy just sort of arbitrarily, Ichiman, one Mon is 10,000. So it's to see if you hit a 10,000 steps is what it does. And that's where this whole 10,000 steps came, right. thing came from. And, and it's actually a good thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a decent thing. There, uh, I, I looked it up after we last talked. And this woman, again, you can Google it and look. She actually did the research because she knew it was arbitrary. She just straight up mm -hmm. knew it. And, and she found it. She found the numbers. And the numbers are actually in terms of like that, you know, heart health and you know, morbidity and, you know, dying, all that stuff. It's about 4,500 a day. Hmm. 4,500 a day. And then it tops out for benefit at about 7,500 a day. So it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. 
And so if you're, you know, what is that? What's five, uh, 5,000 steps? Well, 5,000 steps is, is, you know, it's about a mile, right? It's about a mile. Yeah. A mile is what? 5,280 feet, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And so for most people, if you are actually doing stuff, you're, you're okay. Right. Yeah. Isn't that weird to say from a fitness company? Oh yeah, you're doing right. stuff. You're okay. But that's why we uh, are supposed to do is just like tell people they're not okay until they just give us their wallets. Well, isn't that the way it works? (laughs) But that's also the thing of why we chose strength, flexibility, and motor control as our attributes. Everyone's like, well, what about conditioning? What about cardio? And we're like, yeah, what about it? You have to tell us more. You have to tell us more about why you're asking that for for us to give it. But strength, yes. Come on now. Strength is the difference between uh, getting up and off the ground if you fall down. Right. right? And the fact is, if you build the, the strength and flexibility and motor control to be able to do the things you want to do, you probably have more than enough cardio capacity to That's do so. That's exactly it. If you're doing the things that we espouse and, and training and doing all that stuff, that's right. automatically enough. Right. And so if that's why we have to... There. Yeah, that's why we really have to harp on what do you mean by what do you mean by what do you need to get out of cardio, and so that's that's a lot about the general health, but that's 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 full, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. For for losing weight, this is the thing. Um, the the very technical number of how much cardio you have to do for losing weight is a lot. Mm. Is actually oh no, it's not a lot. It's too much. It's, <laughs> right? it's nearly impossible. It's nearly impossible because, uh, you know, it's just to, for, okay, what do you think about running a mile every day? That's pretty good, right? To, to run a mile every day, right? Or, and even if you go super fast, but that's only 100 calories. That's 100 right. calories. You would have to run five miles, over five miles to get rid of that Big Mac. Right. And I'm just Googling this, why we're talking just... Is it, was it five miles for a Big Mac? Yeah. 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 Because yep. a Big Mac's like, what, 560 calories or something. Right. It's yeah, two hours and 30 easy. minutes of running, four hours, 11 minutes of dancing, six hours of strength training, two hours of cycling, six hours of yoga, four hours of walking, uh, two hours of cardio. Right. Right. So in other words, your exercise is not burning off your foods. Just give, give that up. Yeah. It's, it's, you'd have to do a lot. And it's really more if you do things throughout the day, like for example, a friend of mine, Dean, he's a landscape. He works as a landscape. Mm-hmm. That's hours and hours. And he is yeah. lean, but he also exercises and does all these things. But you would have to do that. That's the amount of activity you have to do eight to 10 hours a day for that type of exercise to, for you to do anything. You know, the whole thing also about like, uh, Michael Phelps, right? That whole thing. He eats ten to fourteen thousand calories a day because he can, and he he looks like that because he he exercises. Well, yeah, he also exercises like ten to twelve hours a day, and right. also it's bullshit. He's not eating fourteen thousand calories a day. I'm sorry to to rain in your parade. Your body can only process so much. <laughs> right. On but, some days, occasionally he eats that much. Right. I mean, I'll say on some days, occasionally I eat that much. Right. <laughs> You've seen me do it too. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, and that's the thing uh, is people really have to, to know these things and, and, and be told that, yeah, you know, exercise is good for you. And you, um, we're not saying don't exercise. And that's another thing, too. Why does it have to be so extreme? Why does it have to be, oh, <laughs> you know, they say don't do exercise because I don't need to, right? 
but it, it's just the benefits of, you know, why are you doing it for have to be very clear. We have to be honest about that. You have to right. be honest that it's much easier not to, not to eat that, that hamburger actually. Well, right. it, it depends. It's sometimes it's easier, not to eat the hamburger. <laughs> but maybe choose a better hamburger. Don't, right. you know, make it yourself actually. Right. Yeah. Make yourself the hamburger and then you're already saving uh, two miles of work right there. Versus yeah. buying it from some bad place, man. And it is right. a and bad the thing place. Is, you know, nobody wants to hear this, but it's true. Everyone knows it's true, but still people look for the way around it. The way to lose weight, if that's what you're trying to do, is always, always going to go through nutrition. Always. Uh, ideally, it's also going to include uh, better sleep because uh, you need to be well-rested for your metabolism to function properly, for your body chemistry to be doing what it needs to do. And yeah, exercise and movement daily are a part of that. They're a part of it, but you are not going to make up for right. uh, what you eat with any any magical, declassified, you know, mystical hoodoo exercise. It just right. does not exist. Exercise and movement and all that is important for your health. And that's the mm-hmm. distinction. Like we can never argue against that. It is the fountain of youth. It is and if you are improving your health, if you are improving your health, you will probably also see a return to a healthier weight. Right. But it's number one is you have to control what you eat. And you know, we can talk about that for the, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole different, that's a whole different thing, but that's the truth. That's the hard, hard facts. And then the last thing now is athletic performance. And then, and this is the thing where all of these arguments about cardio is this, or cardio is that. Those are the ones. And uh, as you can tell, for, and from our perspective, it's almost the least, in, it's the least interesting thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Right. Uh, it all depends on your specific goals. Right. And for most of people, it is general health or, or losing weight or, you know, feeling better. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of athletic performance, I, I'm really, actually, I am really big on having like uh, seasonal goals or, or things like, I, you know, you want to run that charity half marathon or for us, yeah. we do the, you know, we do that uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Climb like 90 year. stories. Right. We do the, it's called the big climb and it's, uh, it's every March. And it's, yeah, it's 69 flights, right? 69 and, we, flights. and most of the time I, I make sure I'm ready for it a couple months and I walk some stairs because it's shitty. If you're not ready yeah, for it, it's, it's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I, I do it. And this year I was, I was telling you, like, I, I just didn't because I had some other things or maybe I was sick. And so I, I wasn't prepped. Uh, and, but we still did it. And I still was able to do it. Uh, it wasn't in the best time ever. But I was able to do it, and I was able to go in and teach my classes after. And so I was pretty happy about that, right? Yeah. And so those are the things where if you decide you want to do a certain thing, like I have, an, you know, if we're going to talk about athletic performance, I have a couple of friends. They're, they're straight up Iron, Ironman athletes. Like my mm-hmm. friend Yen, she's going to do a lot of these things, and she's awesome, right? But she's also training a lot. You have to train a lot. And I think people maybe don't realize that like it really is in terms of for athletic performance, it is very dependent on your effort and volume of effort. And that's a reality. And so those are the things where people are like, don't be mediocre or strive for the best or whatever. You know, 
maybe in that respect, it, it really does fit, but that doesn't fit us. I think it doesn't fit me. Right. Right. Um, and this is, it's really important. I mean, without getting too much into that, you know, it really does come to what fits for you. And, you know, like I always harp on if, you know, if you want to be an elite athlete, then you need to be prepared to be mediocre at everything else because you cannot right. be elite at more than one thing. Nobody can. That's it's right. not a thing that exists. Uh, you can be pretty damn good at several things and that's okay too. Right. It's but great. You need, to, you need to choose what, 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 which of those little like plastic solo containers are you going to pour your sauce into? You only got so much sauce, you know, so you can choose where you want to put it. And for, for us and a lot of people we work with, it's family work or, you know, personal enjoyment. And that's completely fine too. Yeah. If, is athletic performance for you then you just got to know that's fine it's just a little less sauce in the other containers and and to you know not to talk about us too much but we talk from experience and i know you yep. did a lot of martial arts work a long yep. time ago right and at a high level and i i've done i wouldn't say i'm like super high level but i've done my stuff <laughs> right i've done <laughs> my stuff and I, I've, yeah. I've done it well and i've uh, there's video out there, right? That's a nice thing. <laughs> there's stuff out there. But we, we, we talked from experience about we knew what it took. And yes, yeah. a lot of that times, I remember in Hawaii, you know, before we had kids and before we had all that stuff, and I was, I figured out a way where I was just working part-time. I was training more than I was working. Mm-hmm. That's what it took. Yeah. Right? That's what it took. Uh, here, it's a question since it, it worked into this. It's yeah. like John... Bialis asked about what's your favorite conditioning for, for martial arts sparring. Uh, for me, it was sparring. <laughs> I did, did a lot of sparring rounds because, you know, I hated doing other stuff, but actually I liked when I was doing more stuff, I liked doing the long interval stuff. Like mm. I would run three, four minutes hard and then yeah. walk red and then repeat that. Cause that fit really well. What did you like? Well, so my martial art is pretty acrobatic. Uh, a lot of full body movement, very dynamic. And so uh, what I would do is I basically just did intervals with our actual techniques. Uh, it, some of it looks somewhat capoeira-ish, somewhat wushu-ish. And so if you are doing 20 jump kicks, jump spin kicks in a row, that's pretty full body. Right. So I would do 10 on one side, 10 on the other side, rest a couple minutes. Then I'd, do, then I'd switch, the, switch the order, do 10 on one side, 10 on the other side. So both got the, you know, fresh and and tired experience and ideally i do those against against a mitt or a bag because you get that little bit of resistance which right. i always right. i think it depends a lot on your art too because right. the way you do this for bjj is completely different the, and that's the thing about uh this athletic performance thing is very specific like so even just saying uh getting better at you know athletics or exercise you have to say well what what is your sport or what's your recreation activity if you are a ultra miler or you like to you know run you know you want to run a lot you got to run a lot you got to be on your feet and there's a lot of stuff with uh oh should you be working on aerobic uh capacity or, or should you be doing anaerobic things or you should yes the answer is yes the answer is you got to do all these things but you got to related to what uh, your particular activity is. Just your examples right there too. If you're doing a lot of jumping and spinning and, and, and all these things, well, that's got to be part of your, your exercise activity yeah, or your, you your conditioning. You like uh, you can't uh, simulate that with running. You can't There's no amount of that. running that does that. 
Right. So you, for, if you do like to run though, and you want to do it in terms of getting better at, at like what you're doing, you would have to mm-hmm. incorporate like jumping within it. Right. You would have mm-hmm. to incorporate that, that stuff that was really popular in the, in the seventies and eighties where, you know, there were trails where you jump over stuff and you know, cross training trails. Yeah. Right. Th- that was really good. Right. That kind yeah. of stuff fits more into it where you have to do that. Like I didn't do a lot of jumping, a lot of stuff. So I was like, not good at it. Like straight up, not good at it, but I could do other yeah. stuff really good uh, yeah. for like uh, for wrestling and for BJJ. You have to do a lot of, uh, you know, because you are actively <laughs> trying to get someone, to, you know, moving around while you're grabbing them. You have to do a lot of different things like that where you're maybe static yeah. against something because someone's fighting back. And so, right. you know, a lot of the things like sandbag work or, or getting up and down with a bag or, or making yourself go up and down, you know, that really fits well. So you have, you know, and maybe you decide you want to do like these Spartan races or these optical course races. And that's why a lot of that CrossFit stuff really works. That's right. why they go hand in hand. I'm like, oh yeah, look at them. Of course it's going to help. But do you, you get this combination of disparate things that you're right. putting together? Yeah, of course. But do you think that's necessarily going to help with, say, martial arts sparring or this or that? I don't, maybe. The answer is maybe. Very probably better than not doing anything. Right. But is it really better than being really specific, like you just said, like yeah. uh, like what Andy described or, or what I was saying with like, oh, I like long intervals because I need to be on my feet and, you know, yeah. it, it bursts stuff when the, when the stick's coming at you. That kind of thing. Right. So that, that, you know, that's the specificity of it all. It's specificity, man. It's not being mediocre, not whatever. It's, it's making the choice about where right. you want to expend your energy. Right. Um, yeah. And there's just one more question uh, from Sheldon here about, you know, things like animal movements or kind of the movements that we show in some of our programs good for cardio. And the answer is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, the thing about that, though, is, uh, and these are, it's the limiting factor. You have to ask yourself what, what the limiting factors and especially uh, animal movements. And you got to see, well, my wrists, well, my wrists uh, and my fingers and all of these things, and uh, maybe even your knees, will they be able to uh, handle the amount of volume that you probably need to get good at cardio? Right. Mm-hmm. So again, define the cardio thing. If you're doing it for like this general health thing, then doing our elements and vitamin just by itself is already there. You don't have to add anything to it. You just do that. Now, if you're looking for athletic performance and stuff, well, then we, we do show protocols where like there's intervals or long, long yep. thing. I, I used to do that too. I would, what I would do is like, I would warm up with 15 minutes of, of locomotion. And what I would do is I would do like uh, intersperse it. I would do a minute to two minutes straight of say the bear and then the monkey and the frogger. But in between, I would do a minute of the bear. So it, what it, what I did is I gave my joints a break rather than right. doing like monkey for 20 minutes straight <laughs> right? Right. and do, like doing a particular motion for 20 minutes straight. So yes, the answer is yes, but you have to decide what you need it for and, and you have to decide, well, or you not decide, but you have to figure out what, what can my body handle to get the uh, the effect that I want. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of these things, just like choosing exercises with anything, you know, like a lot of these skill-based kind of movements that we 
tend to gravitate towards are great because they do use the whole body in a lot of different ways, which is wonderful, but there are limits to what we can take in terms of the amount of volume for our joints and things like that, right. because you know, most of us don't move like this most of the time. So right. you might need to reduce complexity, move difficulty, remove difficulty. If you're trying to challenge yourself in terms of endurance, you don't want to also be challenging yourself in terms of complexity at the same time. Right. You right. see, you, know, you need to reduce one variable while you ramp up another. And that's a whole different thing that goes into programming. But uh, the short answer is that, yes, you just need to make sure you're choosing the right things for your goals. Exactly. You know, and it all becomes uh, the limiting factor for what your specific uh, uh, benefit that you want out of it. And that's why, yeah. you know, when people think about, talk generally, even athletic in, a, in the athletic performance uh, uh, reason for cardio, they still talk about cyclical things like running and, and biking and rowing because those are the easiest things really on your body and your joints. You know, even running, right? P running gets a bad rap, but there's plenty of studies that say runners' knees are better than non-runners' knees just because, right? It just all depends on how you built up to it and how you were able to do it. But uh, yeah, there's a reason why those are the cardio activities because you can do enough of it in a way that doesn't hurt yourself to get right. the desired benefits. Cool. Well, we covered a lot of ground, uh, and but I think the most important thing is just uh, maybe theme-wise is just to know if you're thinking about adding cardio or a changing part of what you're doing to focus more on cardio, then you know you mostly just need to think about why you're doing it, mm -hmm. and then. Choose the path that's going to be the most, you know, appropriate and efficient for that. But don't try to do something because somebody on an Instagram post told you that you need more of it. Right. You know, they don't know what's the right thing for you. This is hard. This is right. hard. And this is, it's unsatisfying. I know sometimes if you're listening to this and if you're looking to the, the official GMB big brain gurus to tell you what to do with your life. And every, every, every week we have a new podcast episode saying, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. I mean, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not probably why you signed up for this, but well, I think we, we can though, because if instead of like having this pronouncement of arbitrary standards, if, if we can help you ask yourself the right questions, yeah. then you'll know. And then if you ask yourself the right questions and still have more and then you have specificity of like, okay, so how can I help? How can I help myself do that? Then we can answer that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so there you have it. <laughs> we can tell you what's right for you. You just have to do a little legwork first. Yeah, you just have to figure out the 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 main question yourself, because that's what it is, man. I don't want to tell people what I don't tell people what to do, because I'll be wrong. If I just straight up well, tell you what to do, I'll be wrong. Yeah. I also have an aversion to authority. So if anyone tells me what to do, I basically do the opposite. And so that's another reason I try not to tell people what to do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm actually the same way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, please continue to ask questions and uh, share this with your friends. Thanks a lot, everybody.